welcome to Question Block, Secret Loft's live weekly podcast. I'm uh, Wires of NYC, or Alex, one of the co-owners of Secret Loft. Uh, this week I'm Captain Alex, and with me is my co-host. Aerialist, a live mermaid. <laughs> this week a live mermaid. Yes. You're going under the sea instead of up in the air. I'm just, I'm in the air, but I'm upside down. Got it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we previously did an episode on pirates, uh, which yeah. really was about, you know, the the pillagers on the sea. It was about sea criminals. Yeah, it was the surface. We were just the surface of the, <laughs> of the water. But now we're going beneath the waves. We can talk about the ocean. We can talk about the ocean. We talk about the sea, like where it came from, what's in it. What's it all about? So let's... Let's take a deep dive. <laughs> dive into the ocean. Let's get to the bottom of this. I uh, need more water sound effects. We'll add them in post. Yeah. Um, just pour your pour your drink. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's ocean. That's fresh salt. It's water ocean. Right yeah. Well, what's okay? So, what is the difference between an ocean and a, and a sea? Do you know that? Um. I mean, I know seas are smaller. But I think there's just like three oceans or four oceans, and there's like seven seas. <laughs> um, and like generally, oceans are very big. Okay. Uh, whereas the sea is like more contained. But they're just sort of navigational terms, right? No, a sea is land, like is bound by land, and they're they're you're correct. Actually, there's only one ocean, because now they're saying that all the the quote-unquote oceans are connected, but there's, like, segments of the ocean. Yeah, the ocean is all connected. It's all the... Yeah, they just... It's like... It's like they don't say, like, killer or whales any, anymore. They, you know... They don't say ocean anymore? They don't say, like... They just say the ocean. That's, like, the PC term. I'm pretty sure there are oceans... Or there are seas connected or part of oceans. Seas are different than oceans because seas are, like, talked about... Like by by land, and there's um, I'll get the numbers up for you in a moment. Okay. There's more than seven of them. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's like it what was originally cool. referred to as like the seven seas is like kind of what we there's like the Atlantic like, Pacific. No, those are oceans. Oh yeah. Okay. Like the Red Sea, the Dead Sea is landlocked. I know. Uh, and there's a bunch of dead stuff in it, but like the Red Sea is connected to. Okay, there's five oceans. The rest of the water. Yeah. Atlantic, Pacific, Arctic, Indian, Indian and then what? South, which is like the Ant which is like the Antarctic. The oh, an around Ant Antarctica has yeah. its own. Okay. The Southern Ocean like, is like a misnomer. Like the China Sea, for example, or the Yellow Sea. I don't know what they're saying. That's a racist term. Uh, <laughs> is just part of the Pacific Ocean. It's just like the area between. Okay. So there's. There's the Sarasota Sea. Sargasso. Sargasso Sea. Named after the seaweed that resides in that sea. Oh, yeah. Which is like off the coast of uh, North America. It's just east of here, yeah. Yeah, the Caribbean Sea. Yeah, the, those are part of the Atlantic Ocean. The Black Sea, saying. the Red Sea, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Caspian Sea. And then there's, yeah. Yeah, and they don't list some, there's some smaller seas that they don't list on that map of yours. The oceans are the largest areas of water in the world. There's five oceans separated by the continents. Um, each 
Each ocean has its range of temperatures and flow of currents. Smaller areas of water close to land are called seas. Oh, oh, that, yeah. So it's like I think more like a nautical navigational term because like when during the age of sail, when you had like took your boat out, you'd be like in a sea, like you know, going around or whatever, and you needed to call it something. Who um, who was considered the first oceanographer? The first. What's an oceanographer? Like, or ocean explorer. Who, maps the the ocean. first, like, ocean person, basically. I mean, there's, you go all the way back to, like, Polynesians or, like, pre-humans had boats, even, that they were, like, sailing around and, like, going surprisingly far, right? Settling, like, Easter Island and, like, Okay, the so Islands. Aristotle is the answer okay. that Aristotle? I was looking for. Oh, the first Western oceanographer. He well, drew maps, you're saying. He was the first marine biologist. He actually discovered that fish breathe using gills mm. yeah and he he i think he just wrote it come on anybody knows that oh the aristotle well, no when you like if a fish you pull a fish out of water you see it like breathing through its gills but no people know. were just like i'm gonna eat this like they didn't <laughs> think he was like let me think about it oh, okay but what if he was like let me think about this fish before i eat right, it he was enough. australian i don't <laughs> Um, okay, so you want to tell us about the evolution and, like, the timeline of of uh, ocean life? Because didn't we all come from the sea? Wasn't the Earth all just, like, one ball of water? Um, at various times. It depends when you're checking in. Uh, okay, very, so the beginning of time. A cool part about geologic history, as with all history, is it's actually super dynamic. And don't take this as, like, an anti-global warming argument, but we'll go through it just, like, the percentage, percentage of oxygen the composition of the oceans, all this stuff has changed rapidly throughout, like, geologic history. Okay, so so tell me about the first ocean. The first ocean. When did water get to Earth, basically, yeah. in a form, right? So we'll do the timeline. I'll try to keep the numbers down. But the larger picture, Earth is four and a half billion years old. Okay. That's when it formed. And in the first uh, 500 million years, they call it the Hadean because it was like Hades. Because it was like hot AF, uh, constant like asteroids and meteor strikes. At some point, Earth got hit by something else, and that's how the moon formed. That was probably pretty crazy. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, volcanoes, explosions, everything. Um, so, so metal. No water because it was over uh, 100 degrees Celsius. It was, it was So hot. all the water would have evaporated? Well, yeah, but so, like, Earth still had gravity at that point, so it didn't escape the atmosphere, but it was, like, in the form of water vapor or steam. Okay, I can. All right, so, All right. so after that, it's real that, hot, no Earth water. Earth cools down, and it just starts to rain, and it rains for hundreds of years as all this, like, saturated water vapor cools and condenses. So it rains for hundreds of years, and the oceans fill up. Um, okay. And then also— Wait, what were—so well, they were just, like, crevices and stuff? Yeah, it was just this kind of giant rocky wall— with okay. no water. Because when you said they fill up, like, it was just, like, crevices. Yeah. I mean, it was just, like, hills and valleys. Reverse and Trenches and whatever else. <laughs> and, like, reverse mountains. Yeah. Okay. Deep so that fills up. Okay. Grand canyons. Okay. So it rains, the, the things fill up. It doesn't okay. just come from uh, water vapor that's in the atmosphere, though. Also, like, the interior of the Earth is outgassing. It's cooling down, too. Okay. And this still happens today. Water still does come from the interior of the planet out into, the, like, the oceans. 
Let's um, dig for it. Let's let's, for let's it. mine. For, instead, are we yeah. like mining? Instead of mining for oil, are we like let's mine for water? Well, that's what a well is. <gasps> Okay. I don't think ground groundwater is yeah, not outgassing water. That's from water that collects, but whatever. There's lots of water. Uh, it got there, basically. So that's that's about 4 billion years ago. And then the very cool thing that happens is life forms almost immediately after that. They've now traced life back. They think it started on Earth about 4 billion, maybe even 4.25 billion years ago. Is just in the water or on the land, too? Uh, just in the water. Okay. And so, so it's like water world. But they're after, like, they're after, like, not too long after on land, but like little single-celled organisms and stuff. Okay, not cool stuff. But what about the megalodon? What about that shark? Shark one. So shark didn't come around until like the the like mid Cambrian, which is about three billion years later. About a billion years ago, eight hundred million years ago, there's a massive ice age, and the entire Earth freezes. Okay, and then it melts, and then there's more water. Yeah, I mean, the water is okay. just solid form. But, uh, cool. like, what's now, like, the equator tropical seas were filled with icebergs uh, about 800 billion years ago. After that period ended, the 500 million years ago, the Cambrian explosion, and then right. you get shellfish, and you get the first, like, <laughs> interesting animals that actually walk and crawl and swim. Okay. So those all came around just 500 million years ago. So that's when you have, like, shellfish. So if and you were shark. to time travel back to then... Yeah, and so 100 million years or so into that, you get a shark. You start getting sharks in the, the Cambrian era. And then they get replaced by other animals during the age of the dinosaurs, which we talked about in a previous episode. Oh, we yeah, we have yet to publish that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do have a dinosaur episode. It's and good. Yeah, and then there's all sorts of, it's kind of like Fantasia. You've got all the cool animals swimming around the ocean. Okay. And the Earth then is like, there's... It's, I guess, not too different from now that there's a decent concentration of oxygen in the atmosphere. Animals are on land. They're on sea. They're swimming around. Why is the sea salty? Um, why is the sea salty? Where does it come from? Because there's lots of different minerals and stuff in it. And that's like... There's a lot of salt in it. Yeah. There's <laughs> like... so, but, it, but like you said, it comes from like the earth, like under the earth. So there's... There's a lot of like ions floating around in it. And it's it's not, I mean, okay, here's the thing. It's basically the answer is like, it's not just salty. That's just the only like mineral that you can taste. Mm. Just like our New York City tap water has like a lot of minerals in it too. Sodium is not one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's why you can drink um, fresh water, I guess, or like groundwater and you can't drink... Seawater, because there's, there's, there's too, too much, much salt in it. Um, yeah, you can die. Yeah. Did you know because, so salt water conducts, like it is a weak conductor, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas fresh water is not. So the oceans actually mess with the Earth's magnetic fields. Oh, I did know that because when we get into like the uh, creature friend portion, mm-hmm. sharks uh, have like a, they have like a magnet in yeah. their head. Yeah. Yeah. It's salinity. It's yeah, salinity. It's true. Our blood is, is salty. Yeah. It has a bunch of ions. Um, and here's, I mean, here's something that I never, like, thought of. A lot of the animals in the ocean that, like, they breathe water, they actually breathe air. Mm-hmm. They're just getting it out of the water. 
Yeah, they're still extracting oxygen. And that's and we and we kind of do the same thing because our lungs are wet, mm-hmm. but we just do it, you know, in reverse, I guess. <laughs> so. So so now we're in the well. Now we're going to stick into more recent modern oceans, right? Once once we had sharks, we have other exciting sea creatures. Well, I'm talking creatures. about like the old like that. I think it's called the megalodon. It was like the shark's ancestor. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that I was like, when? When was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, right, that was like early Cretaceous period. Yeah. Is when all that stuff happened. It was pre Jurassic. Yeah. And then. So, yeah, you, you had giant, giant animals swimming around in the ocean. Okay. Here you go. I have the different, um, the different zones. So you're going to tell us where the animals live, where the Yeah, if you want to go see the dolphins or the different kinds of animals that live. You can you can say the animals. So there's the So these are all modern day sea creatures. Yeah, I mean some of them are ancient too because they've just been around forever. But okay. yeah. There's the epipelagic which is 0 to 400 meters. So you're going to take deep. us on a dive now. Yes. Below the surface. So and Shout out to Anne. She's an experienced. She's gone on over two hundred dives. Mm-hmm. So this would not be. She's like not interested in this zone. This is probably the zone that I would want to hang out in because I. Well, no, epipelagic is zero to four hundred meters. Yeah, so. that's where all the like. Yeah, all Anne's, the cool. Anne's going to like thirty. Right, she is. I'm saying this is where I would want to hang out at okay. this level. This is. I'm like a surface, very shallow. Well, everyone. I don't think humans even really go below 400 meters without a submarine. Um, I mean, and say, tell us in the in the comments how deep you dove. She goes 30 meters. That's the limit. Okay. Well, she'll be the one to tell us. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. So th- at this level, there's starfish. There's epipelagic fish, which are like, um, they're kind of like, I guess, like, I'm trying to think of trout, oh, trout, uh, ocean fish, bat, bit, bass. Any river fish that you know? Salmon? Yeah, like but that's, everything. I mean, like, but, okay, salmon fish. are interesting because they're, like, both freshwater and saltwater. Yes. Um, I was trying to th- think of they ocean fish. They breed in the freshwater. They have to swim upstream. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of just ocean fish. Then there's, yeah, there's dolphins and porpoises. There's whales. Um, then you get to... <laughs> The bathyplegic, which is 1,000 to 4,000 meters or like a mile down. And that's where there's sharks. Like sharks, they do both levels, but they they kind of like sleep down there, I think. Um, squid, the bathyplegic octopus. There's sea cucumbers. <laughs> there's amphipods, the uh, then we're going. We're we're so keep going is, down. This is a so very this big is most zone. things that you've seen. We're in the yeah the the ab- what? <laughs> what is it? the abys the abyssal byrazonian, which is like some sort of sea vegetable. So the stuff starts looking weirder down here in yeah. the hypopelagic. You're getting jellyfish and like weird looking fish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't say. Yeah, I didn't say the methopelagic. Sorry, that's like messiopelagic. That's above it. Um, Are there? Do you have like the? Don't they have like cool like, like street names, for the ocean zones? 
And they're like the, the twilight zone. There is. And, I have uh, it on a piece of paper. Can I grab my paper? Yeah, get your notes. You can you can say the not street names, the, the other two. Okay. So the... You probably know these terms from other stuff, though, right? So like... Epipla- really? Epipelagic is like epidermis is the surface, yes. right? Mesopelagic, meso means middle, is like the middle area. Bathypelagic, you know about bathospheres. Oh, it's like you know about bathtubs. For, for bathtubs. It's a name, I guess it's the, the Roman or Latin root for like deep. Um, and then the abyssopelagic, which is like the abyss. So that's like you down there. That's where hydrothermal vents are. And you got your deep sea octopus, your deep sea coral. And then below that is the pelagic, which I don't even know what's going on down there. I mean, you're into, you're four miles deep at that point. It's crazy. Um, and that's where we've got the Greenland shark, which is like the deepest diving shark. The, de- the deepest uh, diving shark. But there's in like deep sea worms and all the giant tube worms, the stuff that lives around the hydrothermal vents, uh, in the middle of like the, you know, the Pacific ocean. Okay. So there's the, su- the first one is the sunlight zone. Okay. The sunlight zone, that's oh, like yeah, the top. Oh, yeah, that's the street name of that. The street, like, yeah. <laughs> the sunlight, the zone. sunlight zone. It sounds like a Mario, um, Super Mario Brothers level. Then so there's the twilight zone. I knew it. <laughs> is that what you wanted me to say? The mesopelagic zone? The mesopelagic is the, is the twilight zone. The twilight zone. Or the mid-water. Imagine water. a world. Then there's, yeah, imagine. There's not very much Imagine light. a world. And that's, well, it's, there's still... Kind of weird-looking fish swimming around. Yeah, it says that... Um, it might go a little something like this. The midwater yeah. zone. Okay. The viper fish is one type of fish that lives in there. And it has teeth that don't fit in its mouth. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> well, it has like an overbite. Okay, I was like, well, they're just like on the floor. Um, no, it's got, it looks like a... It's got the, the, probably the big underbite of like a, like a sea, an eel or whatever. So then the bathypelagic is the midnight zone. Yeah. Welcome to the midnight zone. The midnight zone. Cool name for a radio show. (laughs) And then... So bathypelagic is not that deep. It's a mile down. Granted, that's like further down, like in depth than like any building, but it's not deeper than like some of the tallest mountains. And like light doesn't even reach there. Then there's the abyss. So below a mile, it's just pitch black in the ocean. The anyway. abyssal zone. Yeah. It lies in perpetual darkness, and its Greek base name means bottomless. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got trenches. Then there's like oh, yeah. the Mariana Trench and other. Everyone like, wants to talk about that trench. trenches. Yeah, because they're the most extreme zones, right? As they as they say, like more people have been to the moon than have been to the like the Mariana Marianas Trench. Yeah, Anne says that she has been she's been usually two hundred feet, and she's done one hundred ten feet with air. Um, yeah. So it depends what they put in your scuba tank, how deep you can what go. What they put in there, that you you'll find out when you well, get down you, there. Uh, Right, if you get, like, if it's surface air that's just compressed, which is, like, the standard mix of nitrogen and oxygen, that's, like, I think she said, I think, yeah, 110 feet. 
And then if they, they have to actually change the mix of nitrogen versus oxygen because of the effect on your lungs of like the higher pressure when you're like below that level. So it's called nitrox, but it, it's like surface air. It's a mix of nitrogen and oxygen, but they change the percentage of oxygen so that you don't get super high because uh, the high pressure forces like the mix into your lungs. Oh, wow. Um, so you can get pretty deep and people can free dive. This, the key is this is all, we're talking about scuba diving, but people have free, the free dive limit is like 400 feet of someone just what? holding their breath and diving. No. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's records, oh, both no. you can do it with a weight where you get like a sled, basically like a very heavy sled that just pulls you down or you can do it free, just like swimming. Oh, yeah, that was, like, one of the Olympic sports, right? The breath-holding. I don't think that's an Olympic sport. That was. It was one of the ancient ones. Like, not ancient, oh. but mid. Remember, like, fat oh, people? Oh, yeah. That, that fat was, people were really good at it. That was an early Olympic sport. Yeah. That's right. But, uh, but like, uh, yeah, like, free diving is, like, I guess it is competitive. It's just people setting records. But they, like, routinely die like the the best free divers in the world because like if you pass out it's just like whatever you're... it's whatever i mean you're not making it back to the surface before you drown you're 400 feet deep or whatever so yeah, that's pretty crazy yeah um so should we talk about the the history of like marine biology or like the famous like marine yeah Let's hear about the marine biologists. Well, he's talked about Aristotle, right? Yeah, so he was sort of our first, like, drawing maps of the ocean. And then... And, and, and like, looking at his food before he ate it. And as we talked about with the Pirates episode, like, right, for... for right, every early civilization is on some body of water, and a bunch of them are by the sea. And then once you had international travel, it's by boat. So, like, sailing and navigating via the ocean is like super important. And that's where like the concept of sea monsters or mermaids come from. Uh, there's, so it's so funny because all these people were like really bad up until I think, oh, and they're all named James or Jacques. They're like Jacques, their names well, are literally like all James, which Darren is so funny. Was fine. James oh, Cook yeah. was a real asshole. James Cook was bad. He also had like a very weird, death i think like in hawaii like it's like the most debated do you know about this i've, I've been to the there's like a beach name okay, after him in hawaii yeah. and i've seen the plaque but like the plaque it's not woke but it, the plaque is like pretty ambivalent it's like james hook was here cook, cook sorry james cook. everyone makes it every i've literally Captain heard cook. like so many yeah. yeah it's like james cook was here he did interact with the hawaiian like natives with like the but like yeah, like immediately, I think he traded peacefully with them, but like, and the Hawaiians were like very good hosts. And then he was like, "Yo, British, we should go like take over those islands." Yeah, his death, I think, is one of the most. It's like it. That's like the most famous part of him, though, is that it's very like people don't really know what happened. That he did like meet someone important, and that like an important Hawaiian. Uh, like chief or something and then he died a couple days later and they're like wait what happened what did he do I thought the idea was that like multiple times he and his his crew would like because sailing around the Pacific is like crazy back at that time period because you could just be marooned for months Which, right? Do you know that it, that Magellan called it the Pacific because he thought it was pretty calm? 
he had a good trip, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It worked out for him. Although he died on the mission that he, or, or trip or whatever, that he, he said, oh, it was very peaceful. He actually died on that. On his voyage. Yeah, he was yeah. killed by some aboriginals in like Indonesia. Yeah, um, probably because he was being stupid. Yeah, or they, I mean, sometimes they're you you encounter a native tribe and they're they're not happy to see you. Um, with Cook, though, the story is that multiple times he would like make his way back to Hawaii while like exploring around the Pacific and be like on the brink of starvation. Like his men were like dying, and the Hawaiians would like take care of them and like yeah. give them food. They were and, like, like aloha. Yeah, they were they were like super hospitable and would take them in and like nurse them back to health or whatever. And then with a pineapple, yeah, and could be like, "Wow, these dumb savages gave like just like kind of a jerk about it." And then it. they killed him. Then, then there was like another time he came there, and they were like, "Aloha, I mean goodbye." I think there eventually was a falling out where he may have tried to kidnap some Hawaiians to like be part of his crew or something like that. Like it wasn't, yeah, uh, yeah it was not due to hostility on the part of the Hawaiians. They were like, "You they don't know like that super, we have the we have the world's uh, number one naval base here. Like, what's wrong with you?" Yeah. Like, we have Honolulu. How dare you? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Cook did explore and map uh, a bunch of stuff in the Pacific. He was a British Navy officer. Oh, yeah, Columbus. Obviously, Columbus. And he, did I think Cook, yeah, yeah, Cook was a. Was... Cook, Cook, what? Was he the first to travel around South America? I think so. Maybe. I think so. Okay. And then Darwin went on the voyage of the HMS Beagle. And he studied coral reefs. And turtles. Yeah, and the Galapagos. Yeah. Um, I bet. <laughs> he studied turtles. He did study Don't turtles. sleep on the turtle. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to Darwin when we talk about whales. Yes. Um, and he, then... He's a major whale theorist. Then these people stop being, like, mean. And there's... Uh, what about... Yeah, the Earl of Sandwich is in there. There's mm-hmm. Charles Thompson. And he was, like good he was like a good one and he did the challenger uh missions and he basically lived like his whole life at sea hms challenger yeah Yeah. so so like right cook is in i think the early 1800s thompson's in the late 1800s and like the mid to late 1800s is like the peak of the whaling industry too i guess the mid 1800s peak of the whaling industry which is when moby dick was written there, it, it, Moby Dick was based on a real whale, I think, called like yes. some. I forget what his first name was, but I think his last name was Dick. They were like, so so Dick is like a shorthand for just like I think a fish. Really? Yeah. What? So Moby is the, is the fish's name, but Moby Dick is just like Moby the whale, it's sort of like shorthand for that. What? Okay, that's crazy. Oh, sorry. Okay, so we have Jack Jacques Cousteau, Jacques Cousteau, right, mm-hmm. in 1910. And he broke both of his arms, so he couldn't be a champ. He wanted well, to be a naval officer. Oh, Cousteau op- was born in 1910. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of his he famous wanted, documentaries and He wanted to be stuff. a naval officer, mm-hmm. um, but he couldn't because his arms were broken. <laughs> but he was like, I can be a science nerd. And he made the first aqualung and the first diving saucer. And at that time, they weren't called um, diver. They were called like, what is it? Uh, not, it, like, it's like astronaut. It was like marine 
Aquanaut or Aquanaut? something. Aquanaut? Yeah, they were called Aquanauts. Yeah, that's what they should be called. Like so funny. Explorers. Aquanauts. Yeah, he was an aquanaut. And then there's, in 1960, uh, another Jacques, Jacques Picard and Don Walsh. They traveled seven miles below the sea. Um, that's like the deepest anyone has ever gone. And it took them it took them 13 hours. Oh, seven miles deep. Yeah. Wow. So probably in the... In, in a trench. That was in the, the the trench. Okay. Yeah. they It took them 13 hours, and um, their submarine had over 200,000 tons of pressure on it. And um, they heard, like, these cracking sounds, but they were like, we have to go. D-. They were like, go deeper. And then when they came to the surface, they realized that, like, a, some of, like, the back, like, parts of the submarine had, like, cracked, but... They were safe, mm-hmm. but I'm like, but they weren't. They almost weren't safe, but they like did it for science. And then um, Jacques, he he like came. I think he did. He did hurt a bunch of marine animals, like to study them. But then he like came clean later, and he started a lot of like, organizations. And he was like, I did like punch fish in the face to like study them. Jacques Picard. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't care so much about the explorers. Jacques Cousteau is like iconic and very cool because he was an inventor, engineer, and also uh, like a biologist and explorer. Yeah. And I don't see him on your list. Do you have James Ballard? No. James Ballard is in the same vein. James Ballard is the guy who discovered the Titanic, the wreck of the Titanic. Oh, yeah. Um, and he uses like submarines and submersibles and he's found a, a ton of like famous wrecks, but is also like. Uh, a deep sea biologist and studied like the insane giant worms that are by the hydrothermal vents. Oh yeah. Cause those weren't, I know cause it's like very cold, but the vents can be like super hot. They can be hotter than boiling. Cause yeah. the pressure keeps the water from boiling at that depth. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So James Ballard, so hot. <laughs> I, I met in college actually. He's a very cool guy. I don't know if he's still alive. You met he was, him? He was an old guy when I met him. Yeah. Uh, my freshman year of college, he, he gave a talk at University of Virginia. That's so cool. That is weird. There's a, oh, crap. I look, there's a woman, too. But Ballard also, like, he, like a famous he invented, like, a new kind of submarine and, and did cool stuff with, like, robotics for the submarines and stuff. Yeah, there is a, there's a woman who also... Did stuff, but I don't have her either. You gotta get, yeah, get her deets, her details. There's a woman. Okay. Yeah. So, so should we talk about the 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 cool creatures in there? Yeah, we've got the cool ocean. creatures. I have a couple pieces of ocean trivia. Oh, well, let's yeah let's talk about the ocean trivia. So, do you know why there are tides? Because the moon. Primarily because of the moon, but why does the tide change throughout the course? Like, like yes, obviously there's like a daily tide. Throughout the course, does, throughout of, the the course of the of the year, like the tide changes too. Because we move, because the Earth is rotating, and so like our the distance from the Moon changes. Well, no, so like right, the Earth is just spinning, and the Moon is like is orbiting the Earth every 28 days. Yeah. Right, and so like that's why the tides don't repeat every 24 hours. It's every like 25 right. hours. But why aren't they from month to month? They should be the same, but they're not. 
It's because the sun also affects oh, the tides. Oh, I, I was close. I was like, because we're moving. I said the relationship with the moon, but I meant the sun. And then this is more a conceptual fun factoid, though. It's like, why are there two tides a day if the Earth just spins once on its axis? Oh, like high tide and low tide? Yeah, shouldn't there be one tide? No, the, no. You, there's two high tides every 25 hours. Oh. And two low tides. I, okay, I don't know. There's a morning high tide and an evening high tide, typically. I don't know. So it's because the tide is caused not by the water getting pulled towards the moon. The earth itself flexes and actually squishes a bit um, as it rotates because of the moon. And so the earth kind of, you can imagine like the earth, while it fully rotates, it basically like the squish is moving <laughs> towards the That's moon. That's so weird. And so your point on the earth is like basically squished towards the moon or away from the moon twice a day. As the wow. earth gets squished. Um, so that's why you get two tides per day. Or two high tides per day, it's called. Yeah. Did you know the the Norwegians had... I forget the word, the word, but the Vikings have all these very cool names for the tides. Oh, just like the snow. Just like the words for snow. Yeah. So there's like... Because tides, I guess, were very important to them. So there's one of them is like the spring tide. Which is like the tide that's like coming up. That's right. Oh, why are there waves? The same thing as a tide or no? No, waves are caused by wind. What? Wind coupling with ocean currents. That's so crazy. Over like hundreds of miles. That's really crazy. And with the gentle movement of what in the sea you wouldn't notice, that's like the gentle undulation of like the water, when it comes up to the shore where you get less and less depth, then like the wave like gets big. Oh, wow. Is what's happening. Oh, I know. Okay, so the... The, there is an island, not an island, there's an under, it's part, it's like underwater mountain off of Hawaii. And that's actually, if you were just measuring like yeah, the tallest mountain on earth, Everest would lose to that one. Um, I mean, so that is the big island of Hawaii, Mauna Loa. Oh, that's the island that we yes. visit? That, so we're yes. on top of the tallest you, mountain? You, you've been to the, yeah, <gasps> the... You actually went up and saw the observatory, right? Yeah. So oh wow. The peak of the tallest mountain on Earth. So yeah, <laughs> See, I was going to climb Everest, but <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, as I like to say, Hawaii is a shield volcano, so it's very like very wide, so people don't even realize it. Yeah, that's really cool. Like the unders. Oh yeah, James Cameron also went to the Mariana Trench. Yeah, famous famous filmmaker and. Uh, yeah, he's the Jeff Bezos of the ocean, I guess. Was that before or after the Titanic? That was after. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was yeah. after the film Titanic, but which like Robert Ballard like consulted on or whatever, um, since he discovered the wreck. <clears throat> he might have been in the film. But uh anyway, then James Cameron was like fascinated with the ocean, so he financed his own journey to the the depths of the Mariana Trench. Yeah. In his, in his own little submersible. I don't think that he went as deep as the other guys. Maybe not. I, I think he, like, almost did or something. There's some sort of, yeah, or they were down there for longer or something like that. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to set a depth record necessarily. He They they were like, well, you can go to the deepest part, but there's cooler stuff in this part of the trench. And he was like, I'll go look at the cool stuff. I'll look at the cool stuff. Thank you very much. What, you got more trivia? Mm-hmm. 
Um, sorry, just checking my notes. Oh, I know why it's blue sometimes. Why is he, why is water blue? Yeah, it's part. I mean, it's it's because it's it's um, what's underneath it. So, like, if you're in a very um, a, a beach with very white sand and the water's like very shallow or clear, it'll look more turquoise. Yeah, because there's like white sand underneath. Yeah. We talked about the Greeks in the wine dark sea. Yeah, it's because. They were bad at describing color, I guess. Um, I've got whale facts. But oh, wait, but well, we're going to go on to, yeah, we're going to go on to, to animals in a moment. Okay. Um, I think that's my trivia. It was mostly the toys. Well, yeah, how do you, how do you escape a riptide? Oh, yeah. As you, you learn from experience. Would you like to tell us the story? You swim. <laughs> You swim sideways, uh, you swim parallel to the shore, and you'll escape a riptide. And I uh, forgot that, so I I got pulled out by a riptide, and I was on a surfboard, and I let go of my surfboard. And then I, like, made it back to the shore. And then I was walking down the shore, and I just saw my surfboard, like, washed up. And then I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, you swim parallel to the shore. Oh, yeah, the surfboard swam parallel to the riptide. Yeah, then... so so there's that. <laughs> and you you sort of touched on the, the cowlicks of the ocean, basically, like the, the, um, the things where all the trash gets caught. Oh, we didn't talk about, about gyres. Gyres, yeah. Gyres are like a they're different than a riptide. They're they're yeah. like a the cowlick. They're like a whirlpool. Yeah, all are very gentle. It's not like a a crazy like, you know, water spout. Type I said of thing. A, I said a cowlick. That's, a, That's not, what's a cowlick? In your hair. Everyone in everyone's hair has a if you look in oh, their your, scalp, your whirlpool. The crown. The crown is like up here. The whirlpool is like is like the swirly McDoodle, like, like when you I, have a cowlick is a part of your head that sticks oh. up, like a cow licked you. Oh, true, 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 true. I guess I'm talking about your the whirlpool of your Your hair. crown. That That's your, crown? your hair crown. We're in the center of it. Oh, yeah, like the... For someone who does so much hair. I mean, these are... <laughs> it's effortless, so you don't know these terms. Yeah. Um, these these wigs don't... Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're all lace front human yeah. hair. What are yeah. you going... Um, no, a dryer is just the, it's where, where all the currents tend to like, will collect stuff. So like anything kind of in that general vicinity will, will event, it's like a black hole, but very gentle. Well, gentle anything in that hole. vicinity will get collected. So the, the great Pacific garbage patch. Is There's like, actually garbage patch in every gyre. There's a bunch of garbage patches because if you yeah. throw enough garbage in the ocean, it's going to collect eventually in a gyre where all the currents kind of come together. Yeah. But as we'll talk about towards the end, we shouldn't really be concentrating on cleaning that up. We can talk about preventing and like stuff, but we'll talk about that at the very end because we'll keep it light (laughs) and cute until the end. And even at the end, it'll be uh, optimistic. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, let's talk about the creatures now that live in the ocean. We've talked about the zones. We've talked about the currents, the waves, the tides. What what sort what sort of creatures uh, did you want to discuss in the ocean? Sharks. 
You want to talk about sharks? I want to talk about sharks and jellyfish. Okay. Sounded a lot of cool, like, sharks and I want to hear some great shark facts. Yeah. So sharks, they, um, they're not, like... We've all seen Shark Week. Yeah, which is... <laughs> it sucks because it, like... Unfair depiction. Yeah, it gives them a bad reputation. They will... Okay, so let's get this out of the way first. They will... If they're, like, um, startled or whatever, like, they'll, they might, like, bite you. Mm -hmm. Um, But but you can avoid being Sharks don't attack humans. Humans wander into shark feeding zones. Yeah. (laughs) But they'd they'd probably rather be eating seals. Well, that's a a big issue, actually, is that, um, you know, seals and, like, and sea lions and stuff like that, they they are like sea wolves, basically. Yeah. And they used to not ex- like exist that much because they were very endangered. And now they're being less endangered. But they like now that they're coming back, they don't know. We don't know how to act around them and they don't know how to act around us. So a lot of times people will see like a seal or a sea lion it will like come up onto their surfboard or in their boat and they're like, oh, it's so cute. Let me like hang out with it. But y- usually it's doing that because it's like being chased by a shark or like a predator. Oh. So you're just like, you know, you're just, you, you should stay away right. from it. Like let it do its thing, but like don't like, you know, push it off or whatever. But like, yeah, you shouldn't like cuddle up next to it. Cause like if one of you is gonna get eaten by a shark, it should be the seal. Um, so that was, uh, I used to live in the in the Bay Area, and I, I like surfing, so I would go surfing sometimes. Did you and ever have a seal come up on your boat? I saw dolphins. Dolphins are com- like like dolphins jumping through the waves while like oh, on yeah. my surfboard. And it's scary because they're huge, and they're covered in scars. They're not like, they're like beat up animals. Yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're not like beautiful like SeaWorld, whatever, like captivity creatures. Dolphins in the wild are like... They just ignored the surfers, but they would be, like, jumping through the waves trying to, like, looking for fish, basically. But you're like, oh, my God, that thing could easily drag me under and kill me. Yeah. Like, it is it is ten times bigger than me, this giant wild animal in the water. Yeah, it's it's very startling. But there were, there's always, there's, like, occasional shark attacks every year in the Bay Area. And it's almost I mean, always near the sea lion, like, preserve yeah. areas. And surfers will go out there because it's not as crowded, but it's like. This but is also, where if it's not as high. crowded, then yeah, like one of the things. Oh, because sharks, they they have. It's almost like pigeons have that like metal thing in them, like the compass or whatever. Sharks have like a. Yeah, the homing. The they homing have like a pigeons. metal thing in them to help them see the uh, sense the movements of fish, and so like the shark. Um, there's like shark repellents that do they there. It's like a sound that like tri- it. It's sort of it's kind of it will make the shark be like, oh, God, like, you oh, know, nice. but like high pitched noises for teenagers. Yes. But sometimes uh, the shark will endure that pain because it knows that if it endures like that pain, it can find like a school of fish oh. or something. So you shouldn't use a shark repellent. You should just not be a dumbass like you should if you're in the water like you should you should go to beaches that are crowded ish because the sharks don't they don't like to 
Yeah, they can hear like the water and, and yeah. yeah, they don't. They can hear the, the people in the water and like they they're not gonna. They're just like gonna wait till like nighttime or something. Is this true? The surfers would always tell each other. They'd be like, "Oh no, the dolphins are a good sign because they'll chase off sharks." I, I think if you're seeing dolphins, that means that like the animals feel safe to like frolic about so you don't know what's oh. in there maybe the there's like a whale i don't know because dolphins will fight sharks but there's if the dolphins they will so they'll punch them with their with their beaks well yeah i think it's just like also don't if there's a school of fish like a giant school of fish don't yeah, okay, surf sure. through that don't, like don't those them. are the obvio like a, a lot of the surfers that have like lost you know the one that that girl who like lost her arm or whatever mm-hmm. it's because she was like surfing through a school of fish and the shark just like saw her hand and it's like oh it's a fish they oh. do have good eyesight but they're you know they're like they don't see a lot of hands and they're mm-hmm. like it's a hand is like shaped like a and they're like hang down yeah um the best thing you can do if you do get close to one, of the, or if it does try to like bite you, it's not going to happen to anybody who listens to this podcast well, either. It's like great; it's less than the number I'm of people just, get struck one, by lightning. Yeah, I think if it did, you 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 should punch it in the in the nose. Yes, punch a shark in the nose. Well, but but they're actually like really, I, <laughs> they're really like cute. I think they're so cute, and also they um. I always love that advice though. Because it's like, can you name a single animal where like punching it in the nose wouldn't make it like <laughs> like go away? Really? Wasn't there a guy who like punched that kangaroo? Yeah, the, yeah, the guy punched the kangaroo. It was like it was like strangling his dog, but like, I I love it because it's just like a such a clear name a single creature where where like punching it in the nose wouldn't make it like stop chasing you. It's a yeah. universal thing that like will make a predator go away. Yeah. True. So sharks, some cute yeah. facts about sharks is that they, they can, they suntan. Like they don't. Sharks go, can get a tan. They can get like a our, tan. They our buddy do, here. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the listeners, we do have a special <clears throat> guest behind us. His name is Fabrizio the shark. Uh, yeah. He's hanging out. Yeah. He's a, the left, a left, left shark, leftover left shark. Yeah. Costume from uh, Katy Perry Super Bowl performance. Yeah, you're hanging out, hanging out. They um. <laughs> well, first, yeah, Chef Mockage versus. I think I'll just avoid the open sea. <laughs> yes, yeah, we can avoid the open sea, but we we'll tell you about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, sharks. They do sun. They tan. They tan, which is really funny. Yeah, so they can get. They just get darker, or they get like a nice like. I can show. I mean, I can find a picture, and you can describe. They have to put on sunblock. They so one some scientist was ex, um, <clears throat> he was studying these hammerhead sharks, these like baby shark, baby sharks, baby sharks. <laughs> baby sharks. Yeah. He was studying the baby sharks, and he had to look at them swimming, and he would move them to like shallow water so he could observe them, mm-hmm. and. Then he he had like a, a couple more shark, uh, baby sharks to put in there. And when he put them in like the contrast between the ones that had already been swimming around in the shallow water. Oh. And, he's and like, then those ones, he was like, wait, these ones are like really dark now. And then he did, he put like this little, um, like, I, like sticker on, uh, he put like a little sticker 
on their fin. And they got a tan line? They did, yeah. They did get a tan line. That's so great. So sharks will get, yeah, sharks will get dark. Yeah, sharks getting dark. <laughs> um, so they do suntan. They, they got melanin Does, or whatever the equivalent is. Yeah, they they are. So sharks, yeah. do they, they live like super long, like certain <laughs> sharks, right? Don't they like, they collect lots of heavy metals in their bodies? Yes. So they yes. No, that is tuna, true. I guess. Well, okay. Shark. They sharks live it super long. We actually like almost don't know like how long they live because it's rare to find a dead shark. <laughs> Weirdly. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Here's here you go. Here's the. Uh, <laughs> oh, these are the it, hold it up for the the viewers. One of them is legit. One of them is almost black. Yeah. And one of them so is just sort of beige. Here's for the viewers the shark. Um, wow. That's a serious tan. Wait, question. Did the shark itself get tan like that's melanin? Or is that like the shark being like a chameleon? No, it's it it got no, because I I said they put the little sticker on the oh, tail. Oh yeah. Yeah. It they um They get suntans, but they don't get skin cancer. Yeah, they oh, they have so many things um in their body. They their immune systems are like insanely good because um their body cavity is not sterile. Like there's legit like salt water just like washing into their body cavity like at all times. Like because they do get they do get quite a bit like cut up, but they also heal very quickly. Um and uh the Male, the male shark has to, I think he has to bite the female shark to get her to like, to get her to like stay close to him when they're mating. Mm. And then she, she like also rips him up a little bit, but they'll have like open wounds and just like, that's like their body cavity. Like it's, it, it's just like open wound and then like the inside of their body. Okay. So they have a Do you get what I'm saying? Like how crazy would that be if you got a cut and then it's like, oh, here's my like deep in my body 100%. Yeah. Immediately. And just like the air and the everything is <laughs> just getting in there. Like a chef Maki on Twitch. <laughs> sounds like an ex I used to. I was going to make that joke too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you got to bite each other to really get excited. Sharks yeah. with the S&M. <laughs> they okay, this car they, their body their their um skeleton is made of cartilage mm -hmm. so they're a big nose we know about their we know about the cartilage tell us they got teeth oh yeah their teeth just Can, grow like conveyor belt teeth their teeth grow like they just grow and then like more teeth just, just new keep, rows of teeth keep coming yeah yeah um oh and so the the metals that you were talking about they they basically radioactive car like date th the rings in their in their spines mm. to know like if the, the like one or two dead sharks that they found they've like because from when the the bombs like went off like when they were doing like the nuclear testing they like find they find like the trace like metals in there from that and they can like count backwards to see how old the sharks are. Um, Okay. Yeah, I thought it was just, there's, like, because humans have dumped, like, mercury and whatever, like, 
heavy metals into the ocean or whatever from fishing nets or lead or whatever else and like fish that live like shorter periods of time like you know the little the little fish that we catch or whatever like your your um i don't know flounders or like mahi mahi or whatever like don't pick up a lot of heavy metal but they're like don't eat shark because they like have been around for hundreds of years and so they're like half mercury by this point yeah maybe you're like maybe i don't maybe. know that's, that might not be a thing that there's a lot of mysteries about the ocean their their skin is very rough, except for the, I think the white shark has a soft like if you pet them one way, it's very rough and it'll like cut up your it's hand. Like a cat. Yeah, yeah, like a cat's <laughs> tongue, a cat's yes. tongue. Yeah, I do know. Nurse, they, yeah, they're nurse, very rough one way. Uh, nurse sharks, they have like nice skin. They mm. have good dermatology. They use a lot of squalene. Nice. Do you know what squalene? Okay, so yeah. like. Squalene, it, it is a compound that was that was harvested from shark liver, but you can also get it from like olive oil. So if you're using, and it's a very good like moisturizer. So if you're using squalene skincare products, like make sure they're not from sharks. I don't know. I don't think they're doing that anymore. But just saying, like, okay, yeah. Um, Yikes. Yeah, blue sharks are actually blue. Sharks have rings in their vertebrae. That's how, yeah, they they count. Oh, yeah, some of them have live birth, and some of them have eggs. Some of them can switch. They can, like, decide. (laughs) Also, uh, I think it's the nurse shark. Tiger, maybe the tiger shark. One of the shark species, the, there's, there's um, two different, like, uh, uteruses basically and each uterus holds like several baby sharks and then it's it's basically like uh, drag race they uh, lip sync for their lives until there's only one baby shark in oh, wow. the embryo left and then or in the uterus left and then that one gets born so yeah look at your notes a sandbar shark will have 35,000 teeth in its lifetime that's so crazy. <laughs> Sharks look so funny. They're just like, Rah. That's so many yeah. teeth. Yeah. I mean, it's not the shark's fault. They can't make faces, right? They don't have <laughs> facial Well, their eyelid, their eye, okay, so like. But they just look like they're attacking all the time. Yeah, their eyelids go like the other way. Like, they flip the other way so that they, it kind of looks like their eyes are rolled back in their head. Whereas mm. like dolphins. And would they have like little eyelashes or like dolphins smile, you know? But like sharks have like reverse eyelashes, so Whoa. yeah, um, yeah. And so sharks, like a lot of fish, they have to keep a lot. Most sharks have to keep moving to like, like most creatures with gills to keep like water flowing over their gills. Yeah. Um, some sharks have what's it called? They have a pump that can like pump air. Yeah, the spear aspirator, spear aspirator. An aspirator. A spiracle is the equivalent of, yeah, they can then, like, something that will pump water for them while they're yeah. at rest. So a lot of them, they go into a trance sometimes to, like, conserve energy. And the I forget his name, the scientist who discovered that the sharks can tan, he, he's made, like, a lot of shark Fitbits, and he, like, he, um... Shark Fitbit is a Fitbit you attach to a shark? Yeah. Okay. Because he wants to see how many, like, <laughs> calories they burn 
uh, when they're just like all the because they always have to swim like all the time. So we wanted to like check that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're. That's why fish and sharks. It's such good eating. It's like good lean protein. It's all muscle. It's oh no. Um. Oh yeah, dolphins have the same thing. Well, dolphins are mammals. Yeah. Right. So they don't have gills, but dolphins continue swimming while they're asleep and they but they like one half of their brain goes to sleep at a time yeah they i think don't they re- they sometimes rest at the bottom and then and then their body just makes them float up to the top for a second to like breathe and then they go back down i thought they just kind of sleep in like one to two hour increments which is how long they can hold their breath for and they just That's sort crazy. of they just circle like the whole pod of 100 dolphins hangs out and they circle yeah we went dolphin Dolphin I know. We saw dolphins doing this. Watching? We saw them napping. I was going to say dolphining, but that sounds... Dolphin watching. Yeah. Dolphin peeping. Yeah. They are... We we didn't even see huge ones, but they are... It is crazy to see them in the water. Like, in the water. It's so crazy. And then we saw one, like, j- jump. We saw some baby dolphins. Yeah. yeah. So I, we all, oh, yeah. We did see the... The flying dolphins or something? The, the, the spiral. Oh, yeah. The spiral. Yeah. It looks like they're doing elbow circles. <laughs> like they're doing back handsprings like over and over again. It's pretty crazy. It's like a little football. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's really crazy. Um, Oh, yeah. If you have uh, your period, you can still go in the water because sharks do not care about blood in the water. Really? They don't care. Why is that such a popular conception? Jaws. Because Jaws did that? But think about, okay, think about children have like scrapes all the time in the water and there's not like sharks, you know, and then this same like shark. They don't have like a bloodlust that drives them into a No, the same like shark dude said it's really hard to get sharks to like, when he does want sharks, he used to, he used to like have chum to, to get try, them to, to come to out, and he was like, the they sharks. wouldn't come out. Like, yeah, sometimes they just don't want to. So yeah, they don't, they can't like smell blood. They don't, they, they go by like movement really, and they're like metal sense. And oh. yeah, I think people just want sharks to be monsters, so they categorize them as such. Yeah, which is unfair. And this podcast is about busting stereotypes. Yeah. So if you watch Shark Shark Week, it's just just watch it for the entertainment, but they're not gonna like attack you. Yeah, yeah, they're really sensationalizing the sharks. Yeah. Also, a lot of the it's their fault too because a lot of the like the shark cages or whatever. A lot of the photographers they wanted bigger like holes in the shark cage because uh, they wanted they didn't want like the bars of the cage to <laughs> the be in the shot. So they need bigger like things and then the sharks will swim into the cages and then the sharks like freak out because they're trapped in a cage and then they just start like freaking out and like biting anything. So that's if if, like any photographer got attacked or whatever, it's because like it's their own fault. They like made the shark feel um, upset. (laughs) They made the shark feel inadequate by taking photos of it and commenting on them. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to Photoshop this. We'll we'll filter this out. We'll fix your fix your scars in post production. It's fine. I have Photoshop. I have a Photoshop filter. You can clean that up. Well, the sharks they heal very quick. Like they don't have. They get scars. They oh, do get I scar tissue, scar- yeah. much like the dolphins. Yeah. 
they get like keloid scar. I don't even. Yeah, I guess it would be a keloid scar. That's it. I think that's so crazy. You just just like open and then like there's their body cavity and there's just like just like open wound water going salt water in and out of the body. Well, salt water is pretty sterile at least. There's not a ton of like microbes or bacteria. Not as not nearly as many as can live in like brackish like no but that's crazy that's that would just be like walking around with like a bullet hole like i just i'm like that's the craziest thing it's just like a there's just like a water bottle like in the ocean just like Uh yeah um i think that's so crazy yeah it's a good immune system you want to talk about lobsters real quick oh i don't know what talking about lobsters right so lobsters first off uh it's unethical to like boil them because they they can feel it you need to kill bad. them first, yeah. Yeah, if you if you at least like chop their head off or slice them out of the middle, they die quickly and painlessly. David Foster Wallace wrote the, about this famously and considered the lobster. Oh yeah. Um, and then lobsters are effectively immortal. What? So they don't die. They die basically because they get they they get too big for their shells and they like for whatever reason like just can't molt and create a new one, it's, it starts taking, like, too much energy once a lobster gets, like, big enough. It, like, can't get the energy to, like, molt and generate a new shell. And so it, like, dies because of that. Or they just get eaten by, like, natural predators or whatever. But lobsters, like, from what they can tell, they don't have, like, the weird telomere, like, lengthening aging that, like, every other animal has. They effectively have, like, stem cells and, like, don't biologically age. They just get Wild. bigger. So... Yeah. Lobsters are effectively immortal. That is so crazy. But like you couldn't, like a lobster in captivity couldn't live forever because eventually it gets so big that it can't sustain like the energy demands of molting again. But like, yeah. Just thinking of the Simpsons where where Homer has to, Pinchy, he has to bathe. He's like, he got dirty. So I had to give him a bath in hot water. A hot bath. Yeah. And then they're like, "What's that delicious?" And he like, he's like, "It got butter in there too." He's like, "Yeah, some butter." Polish him, yeah. Eat more Uh, lobster. Oh, what you should not eat is shrimp. Shrimp. Well, unless unless you're paying like twenty dollars a pound for shrimp, it is actually like one of the like you're devastating the ecosystem if you eat shrimp, which I learned. I thought shrimp are now. I thought a recent like innovation last 20 years, they really figured out how to farm shrimp. So if you're eating farmed shrimp, they used to not actually not be able to. If you're eating farmed shrimp, go ahead and eat them. Right. But they should be like fairly expensive. Like, like the cheap ass, like if you're getting like a whole bag of them, I don't know how much they got. I don't, I don't getting cheap shrimp from, I don't know. I don't eat seafood really. So I don't, I don't know, but I just, I think people think of shrimp as like sort of a throwaway, like cheapo, um, like they're like they're the insects of this like you know well, we didn't say it. the commonly I think it's pretty commonly known fact what is that used to feed lobsters to prisoners and it was considered like the grossest like most disgusting yeah. food um, and then now it's like the like most expensive which food. is good it, that's a good thing because it's like if shrimp like if all the if the price of like food went up with like how rare it is then people would be like. You know, or they wouldn't farmed more sustainable. Yeah, if there wasn't like, argument? well, it just we wouldn't. You people couldn't afford to like eat so damn much. Like there wouldn't be like red lobster, or, like bottomless lobster or whatever. You know, I don't think that's what red lobster. 
They don't do bottomless. They do like bottomless like bread or something like that. I was making cheap. a joke. I've never They do have some lobster. bottomless thing, but I think it's like bottomless sides. It's like some Yeah. Well, there wouldn't be a red lobster. It would be like the highest rest. There would be like gold lobster. Oh, I see. So, but shrimp, it's, if you're just eating, like, not farmed shrimp, then it's really, really bad to eat them. Um, oh, just the way they they grow them or whatever is, like... If you're not eating farmed, I said if you're not eating farmed shrimp, the way that they uh, get them is very bad. It's very, oh. very bad because they, because they're so small, they, like, can't... Um, it's kind of how they have to have, like, dolphin safe tuna like they end up fishing a lot of other fish with the shrimp too oh. because they're really small and also like they are being depleted um yeah they're and so it's like not good to eat shrimp it's like one of the worst seafoods for the planet that you can eat a lot of people don't know um also like yeah tuna so apparently, like, what is it, like, sardines and anchovies? Like, those are, like, good, like, okay. Those are, like, the best ones So sardines to eat. and anchovies are very, right, small fish. Yeah. Very short lifetime or lifespan or whatever and can be caught, like, and they can be farmed. Yeah. So they're just grown oh, in, like, giant yes. pools. The other thing, shrimp, they have, like, it ta- it's, like, a lot of energy. It's, like, hard for them to grow. That's, you know, like, as you said, the lobster, mm. like, with the shell, like, because sh- shrimp, yeah, they... They're, like, very slow growth. So, like, if you kill one, it's, like, oh, fuck. It's going to take, like, forever to get another one, like, that big. Yeah. So, small yeah. fish, like, sardines and anchovies. Tuna is the opposite extreme. The yeah. irony that tuna comes ground up in a can is insane. Yeah. Because it's, like, one of the giant, like, the largest ocean fish. Yeah. They live a super long time. A tuna in a fish market weighs, like, a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. And they... I have been to the... Like, in uh, in Tokyo, in the fish market... Um, and in the morning they bring in like the swordfish and they use like when they catch like tuna out in the wild, they throw them in, like a freezer on the ship. Um, and then they bring them to the fish market and they use a saw and they're like cutting like giant, like 20 pound blocks out of the tuna. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can get, I, I guess, semi fresh tuna that way. But like, yeah, tuna are overfished to catch tuna. They use like giant like plastic yeah. nets. Uh, which catch a bunch of other stuff like dolphins or seals yeah. or other, you know, fish seal that safe trying to catch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, and like, it's a joke, but you're like, eat tuna. Your grandchildren won't get to enjoy it. <laughs> like, right. Gone. Yeah. Um, oh, should we, should we talk about jellyfish? But, yeah. Also, but yeah, tuna can't be farmed, right? It's an ocean fish yeah. too. So it's like not... There's not an agricultural, like, sustainable population going. They're, like, out in the wild. Um, Yeah. Apparently the best things, yeah, are, like, the best things for, like, the ocean to eat if you're you're into that kind of thing are, like... um, Sustainable fish. Yeah, or, like, the anchovies, the smaller ones. I think certain kinds of, like, scallops, they can farm them. Um, Certain kinds, like, if you're into, like... Yeah, I think crabs are doing okay. Like crabs yeah. are in danger for the most part. Except we'll talk about the horseshoe crab because that's a crazy animal. Oh yeah, the horseshoe crab. Um, um, oh, and also we see al- like algae, seaweeds, and like 
sea vegetables. You got your seaweed snacks. So if you, yeah, if you like the taste of, if you, if you're like, how's everything tasting? And you're like, delicious. If you like the taste of that, go for it. It's actually really helpful because, you know, there's an overabundance of like algae and stuff because a lot of the fertilizers are like yeah, running fertilizer off. fertilizer runoff leads yeah. to like algae blooms. So actually by eating sea vegetables, you're like helping clean up yeah. the ocean. And then, uh, and there are now farm-raised salmon, which is crazy. Yeah. it's That's another thing that they just kind of figured out in the last 10 to 20 years. Um, but you can get, people will say it is it is not as tasty or whatever, but like they're sustainably raised because yeah. the salmon will exist. Yeah, and that's delicious. The um, Sustainability. Is deli- so that's yeah. really good. Um, Let me tell you about the horseshoe crab. Okay. By the way, real quick. This is wild. So horseshoe crabs are found along the East Coast. And their blood is blue, is blue, and like uh, has like very very like specific like properties. I guess that are useful in developing antibiotics and vaccines. So every Ooh. year, like major medical establishments like Pfizer and Moderna go out and they harvest like hundreds of thousands of horseshoe crabs. And by harvest, they don't kill the crab. They actually go like collect them, and they like draw like blood from the crabs and then they put them back into the ocean They're like it's the blood drive and they there are like sustainability issues where like people argue that like it weakens the crabs so then predators like come kill them or whatever but it's like it's a crab it's not like putting up too much of a fight anyway but uh but they were like instrumental in developing the the coronavirus vaccine oh really it was like the blood from horseshoe crabs is like a critical part of any vaccine development <laughs> process and like most biomedical stuff isn't that interesting? Because the blood from bats is like how we got into this <laughs> yes, whole. I know. The blood from crabs is what saved us. Yeah. Um, yeah so shout out horseshoe crabs. It's look at look it up by the way. Yeah, horseshoe crab blood or whatever. Google that. It's, there's, I forget where the article was in the Atlantic or New Yorker or something. Probably like, in the Atlantic. Get it? Uh, ah! It was in the Atlantic. But yeah, it was a fascinating oh. article. Oh, so why do they have blue blood? I mean, there's talk about, like, if the blood is oxygenated or not, right? right? Yeah. But uh, I I think it's, like, whatever specific chemical I properties I think it's because the they're in New England and the, mm. there's some lacrosse playing. Uh... Dinosaurs probably were red-blooded, as we talked about on the Dinosaurs episode, because they were basically birds. Yeah. Since dinosaurs were the forerunners of birds and had air sacs throughout their body, they, uh, they had were a very high, like, oxygen content in their blood. But back to oh, the yeah. You want to hear about jellyfish? Because it's crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, tell me about the jellyfish. So jellyfish, they... Which jellyfish? The man of war? Portuguese, <laughs> Portuguese man of war? Okay, so jellyfish have a three-part... They have three-part life. Um, there's the planula part, where, which is where they look like a germ. They just mm. look like a, just like a sneeze. Okay. Oh, and they can, like, go back. Right? Yeah. Is that the thing? Well, no, here's the crazy thing. Okay, so they have that that part. And they have the polyp, which is where they look like an upside-down jellyfish. Okay. And a lot of people were like, how do we get the jellyfish to, like, go into, like, the last stage, which is, like, jellyfish stage? Uh, and they are like, how do we do this? Because, like, it's zoos or, like, not zoos, like, aquariums. Um, <laughs> how do I get my jellyfish to grow up? Yeah, move out of the because house. they'll stay. It's they'll just, stay in that phase for like years. It's got arrested development I need for to, years, I need and to they're like take on responsibilities and be an adult. So they were 
injecting like all these different like um, things to see like what would get them to do it. And there's this there's a medicine for like a prescription medicine for like stomach issues. That is the medicine that like gets them to do it. Ooh, is it and it's like harmless to that. They just do it. They'll be like, "All right, I'm an adult now." They'll 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 oh, metamorphosize. They should have. They should introduce it to some female jellyfish, and maybe it'll and give it some responsibilities, and <laughs> maybe it'll grow up. Well, yeah, at the the polyp like part, they can't um, they can't mate like sexually, but they can like clone themselves a little bit. Yeah, they can do asexual sex. Is it Pepto as well? I think it's like um, I think it's like an, a cancer grade like anti nausea. Oh wow! Drug. Some I'm serious. pretty sure. I yeah. Um, I like the yeah. Isn't there a jellyfish that can just be like it can be like I feel like a child again and it just goes back and can like reset. Yeah, they can go. They can go. Well, it's not really that they go back. They were okay. They, they remind me so much of air plants. Mm -hmm. Um which we talked about in the plant episode, because they don't, they also don't really, like, die. They just, like, parts of them come off, and that, like, is the new, like, baby. Oh, they bud. Yeah, it's, like, their jellyfish phase of their life is, like, the flowering phase. It's, like, the most beautiful, but it's, like, mm. the end is near. So they have, like, pups. They have, like, yeah. little, like, boops come off of them, and then that, like, becomes the new jellyfish. And those just become a new jellyfish. Yeah. So I was, I don't know, I just thought that was really cool about them. Yeah, the jellyfish. They also come in all different colors. They also have black, they have black jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, I mean, because we just think of like the clear jellyfish, but there's, there's all different colors mm -hmm. of jellyfish. Let's see, we talked about mana shrimp on a previous, on the colors episode. Yes. Oh yeah, because at the level. We didn't talk about spider crabs. They look cool. That's about all I have to say. Oh, yeah. I have a crabs. list of, like, all the craziest fish. But why don't you tell us about whales before I do the craziest fish? Okay. So whales are really great because, as we all know, they're mammals that swim around. They're the biggest animals around currently. Um, well, there was Megalodon, like, back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the origin of whales is pretty amazing, right? So, like, the... Wait, maybe that was a shark. That was a shark, Megalodon. Sure. Okay. I'm just saying, whale's biggest animal. Okay. Uh, sperm whales, especially. <laughs> Huge. 60 feet long. The blue whale. Um, I thought the blue whale was the biggest whale. I think it's up there. I thought sperm whales, actually. They're around the same size. They're big. Yeah, do you know how big the biggest whale is? Wait, I actually have Go it. Go for it. Um, blue whales are the largest. They can be up to 100 feet. Oh, blue whales are even bigger. Yeah, they're the largest ones. Do you know how big a whale's penis is? About 10 feet. Yes. <laughs> One of your favorite facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Don't they don't call him Moby Dick for anything? So the uh, the the like right the Chicks Club asteroid impact that probably like killed off the dinosaurs sixty five million years ago, right? Um, that also, in addition to killing off all the a bunch of land animals, it killed off all the mammals that lived in the ocean at the time. So there were giant like mammals swimming around back then. Um, well, hippos. Hippos survived, but uh, the animals that, that died were like the mammals in the ocean. They're really big ones um, because there was like you know major climate change and yeah, okay. all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
But so then there was an ecological niche. And so... The whales were like... Ecological niche. And so the whales were like... I have a big penis. I think I can fill this niche. And also the penguins. So so basically, like, various birds evolved to become, like, ocean ocean birds. So penguins evolved around 50 million years ago. They're not related. Whales. I was like... they're not... Because I was like... Well, everything goes back to some original um, Orca whales and penguins do... They do be looking alike. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We didn't even talk about Luca, which was the last universal common ancestor, like four billion years ago. Oh yeah. But it's me. Fifty million years ago, yeah. Evolution of penguins, basically birds that are like, oh, I can go hunt fish. There's no like other giant mammals to compete with in the ocean. <laughs> and whales. And whales evolved from yeah, hippos and rhinos. And like, yeah, even-toed ungulates that were yeah. hoofed, hoofed mammals that were like running around uh, returned to the sea. And so... They were like, yes, nature is healing. Yeah, so, so whales, like a whale skeleton, you can see that like a whale's flippers look kind of, the bones look like hands. Oh, because they've counted. That's like, that's like part of their classification. They're like counted how many fingers they mm-hmm. would have. I'm like, whose job is that? They're like, um, I, b- I believe, I believe it has ten fingers. What's even wilder is whales have hips. I that's not wild to me. I I, I see Why? those hips. They do not have butts. They don't. There's no reason they don't have legs. There's no reason for whales to have Stop hips. Stop insulting their bodies. <laughs> Stop shaming um, them. And the hips aren't attached to their spine. Okay, they're, that's weird. They're just kind of there still, but like eventually, probably evolutionarily, like they'll lose the hips because fish oh, don't just have like hips. Male, it doesn't just make like any male sense. nipples. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just the thing that like evolution hasn't gotten rid of yet. Yeah. So, so yeah, the movie holds the baby in there. Like it keeps the baby from like bursting they, through. It's possible, but they can't really find a reason why. Yes. Like, you know what, what it's used for? They don't lie, though. Um, I gotta, I gotta tell yeah. you. So the, so the whales were the return to the sea. And so Darwin actually, in 1859, when The Origin of Species was published, Darwin, like, it wasn't just astounding because of how good he was at drawing and, like, the theory and that it was so well supported by, like, the fossil record and the animals that he documented from his trip with the beagle. Um, but Darwin made a lot of, like, pretty bold speculation in The Origin of Species. And he he wrote about, he's like, even whales, you could imagine, probably descended from some mammal. You could imagine a species of bear that would swim around in the ocean and eventually, like, it became water so bear. adept that it, like, evolves into what are, like, modern whales. And it was ridiculed when the Origin of Species came out. And yeah. in subsequent editions, he removed that, like, I love that people were that like, um, no, but let's use this literature to just be, like, racist against human. Like, they were, people were willing yeah. to take like that jump. Darwinism. Yeah. They're like, okay, cool part about the finches. We like what you did in the Galapagos. Nice. I'll buy maybe the ape argument. Whales yeah. from bears. No, thank no. you. But he pretty much got it right. Yeah, he actually pretty much guessed correctly that whales were descended from, like, some land mammal. Um... Yeah, so whales, there's this one round, no hips, giant, giant body size, uh, covered outer layer of blubber around their like <gasps> main body and muscle. So body shaming now. <laughs> well, you um, know the difference between blubber and fat though? What's the difference? That blubber doesn't really require like that many 
Um, blubber doesn't require like that many calories to keep it like popping and it it insulates you a lot better so like babies the human babies they have like like quote-unquote baby fat it's blubber it's like a special kind of brown fat like because normally like your brown your like brown fat is like only around your organs Mm. um because it's like essential right but yeah babies their fat is like all brown basically but that's kind of like human blubber. Yeah, depending on the workout program and diet that you put your baby on, uh, results may differ. Yeah. <laughs> but, You're like, lean baby. But uh, there is like a theory that, that uh, I don't know how much this holds up, but that's like the reason whales get so big is both like they dive to extreme depths. They can dive like almost the deepest. I think right whales dive the deepest of like as deep as most fish, like m- four miles or something. Because they can dive. They can dive real deep. And because whales are like one of the few animals that travels the entire globe. So whales can like be found anywhere. Um, And they sing. And they are nomadic. They sing. Whales have a culture. Whale groups are differentiated by their songs. Oh my God, that's so cute. Much like human groups are differentiated by their cosmologies. They're like the original girl group. But yeah, whales have their own customs and songs that they sing to each other in different groups. And so they have effectively a form of culture, um, which is pretty cool. Like, that's, oh, you you a West Side Atlantic whale? Or you that's like so a, cute. You a Pacific whale. Um, Where can you find them mostly? Well, they, they, California. they will like navigate the globe. Um, As singing, but, singing women? Like, but there, like... are, there are seasons for whales, yeah. So... As we know, because we've seen humpback whales in Hawaii, humpback whales happen to be around the Hawaiian Islands in like November, December. Um, but they'll they will travel the globe as part of like their migratory patterns. Um, and I don't know. There's probably some kind of bird, but there's very few animals that will do that. Um, but yeah, so whales get around, and so the theory is because they can go into Arctic waters and such cold waters, and like. Uh, well, sorority. Then maybe like it's an effectively by having a large body mass, you can like preserve heat better. So people compare this to Polynesians. What? Because Polynesians are like we're very like seafaring early people. Okay. And the Polynesians developed a larger body, like oh, like size. Tall. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like I was like among basic body like phenotypes, like Polynesians have like very large bodies. Yes. Just compared to like other you call, but humans. The, the body shape. The body. I'm not. This is, this is a, yeah, fiance basically thing. And they were comparing whales. You are Hawaiian though, so you can say like that. The whale sororities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there is, uh, on a podcast we listen to, they talk about the 52 hertz whale. So there's a whale oh, yeah. that sang out of key. Oh, yeah. It was like left shark, but for singing. But, but for no, whales. other whales couldn't understand it. Baby. And so it was a lonely whale. The Rock needs to play a whale. The Rock in a should movie. play yes. a whale. So yeah, right. The Rock, yeah, huge Polynesian. True. Um, but uh, yeah, there was one whale that couldn't communicate with other whales because it so was what do like they do? It's just lonely. Scientists like go hang out with it. They go. They said, "Man, you are really <laughs> drunk." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, yes, yeah, so the whaling industry, like mid eighteen hundreds. Uh, primarily because whale oil was like really high quality oil. And the thing that saved the whales, they would have been hunted to extinction because there was a whole industry in like in Moby Dick um, 
where they were just hunting whales. And what's crazy is they would, when they caught a whale, they'd harpoon it, kill it, drag it alongside the boat, skin the whale, it'd take all the blubber, and they would render it, which is basically boil it down to get the oil out. Oh my God. Store that in barrels in the ship, right? So like, can you imagine what like insane, like incredibly dangerous, like bloody work. You're standing in a whale carcass, like carving it up on the side of a ship in the middle of the fucking Pacific or Atlantic. Although Moby Dick, they do, they do really. And then you're boiling it down in a giant fire on a wooden ship. So if it catches with like the sails all made out of like, you know, cotton fabric. If it catches fire, you're all dead. They knew a ton about whales in Moby Dick. They were like. They did. They, at least in Moby Dick, they regard them with a, like a very sort of wary respect. But yeah, yeah, they render down the whale into oil. It just barrels and barrels of oil. And then they just dump the carcass, all the meat, Ah! the muscle, the bone, everything. Maybe they would keep the baleen was useful for making baskets and corsets, right? Oh, like no. the whale, whale, whale teeth bones are useful, but uh, they just dump the fucking whale carcass in the ocean. So and what then, like, saved them? So they were whales were getting hunted to extinction. The thing that saved them actually was better living through chemistry and the development of vegetable oil, yes. which substituted for whale oil in like food. And now so, it's killing us. So margarine, margarine, and trans fats, yeah. yeah. And now uh, we're dying. And the development of kerosene, uh, which replaced whale oil for like for lamps. For lamps. And then Hanukkah. And then also, I guess, motor oil. Hanukkah. Like uh, in Hanukkah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, let's. But they were using palm oil from the beginning, I think. No, but Hanukkah. I mean, they were like, that's see, that's not single use. They were like, we don't just have to like light this lamp one day and have it run out. We can like keep trying to light it. Oh, the miracle of Hanukkah. Well, um, it's like. It's like reduce, reuse, recycle. So final whale fact is that there's there's the whale blubber that we talked about to get all the whale oil. That's like grade B oil. And then there is sperm whale. There are sperm whales, which were like in Moby Dick. Moby Dick is a sperm whale. And they're like not as big as blue whales, but they're big ass whales. And sperm whales have a giant cap. A sperm whale. The sperm well, their whales- brain, right? The sperm whale's head takes up a third of its body. That's so cute. That's like a French bulldog. (laughs) They are like, yeah, they're the Frenchies in the the ocean. Big baby. (laughs) Big baby. Baby whale. And their head has a, it's a like 500 gallon cavity filled with basically this waxy oil called the spermaceti. (laughs) And it's, uh, it it is like a, a very, I don't know. There, there's still debates about what it's used for, but they think it's for echolocation and it like helps them with fishing. Sperm whales also have an asymmetrical head because it helps them with echolocation. Cool. This stuff sounds different from That's the like right That's like the metro card that has a little like notch so if you're blind, you know Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and same, their blowhole is actually asymmetrical. It's a little bit to one side. They're like trying to do like a, a blowhole contour and they're like, if you have a crooked blowhole, crooked you blow. need to shade the one side. Yeah, cool. Very cool animals. Um, they're like, right? They're social. They're intelligent. Uh, sperm whales, young sperm whales live together, in, like okay. males and females in like a nursery. And they're tended by like the female sperm whales. And then the male sperm whales are loners. Like yes, bulls. I learned about that in Blackfish. Like at a party, basically. Do you ever see Blackfish? <laughs> I did not watch Blackfish. I saw it like three times. I thought Blackfish was about the the killer whales. 
But it's the same with them, though. Because oh, okay. uh, what's his name? Like, whatever, the whale. <laughs> the whale uh, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Not Shamu, but like. Not Shamu, but another but mis- like, mistreated whale who gets mad and kills its owner. <laughs> no, because so they, they, that whole movie is about like that it's um, it's like father or something was aggressive. And if they, I mean, you're not supposed to like do what they did anyway, just like to get the whale. Um, you're supposed to just like have the ones that are like bred from the whales that you already captured like millions of years ago, I guess. But they like, yeah, they got that whale and, he, and it was really aggressive. And like they bred that whale with like, they just kept breeding like this aggressive like trait. Oh. And then they also, they, they train them and and the they train them with like sound you know they they hear like um yeah like it looks like like they have like a little, a little clicker, clicker yeah. like a whistle or something and they're supposed to get a food after that and like the trainer like click the thing but she didn't she missed the whale like doing the the trick or whatever and she like didn't feed it rude and yeah and then like I think some bad shit had already happened. He he was having a bad day. And then um, they do, like, a circus trick where she's, like, on her, like, a board. And the whale is supposed to, like, press, like, raise her up to the surface or whatever. And I think she fell off the board. And it was like, oh, you didn't give me any, like, fish. I'm going to eat you. Maybe um, he thought she was the fish. He's maybe. like, finally that fish. I, raised, I, raised, I did the other trick and yeah. I raised the board. Let's, I get a big fish it's today. It's time. Yeah. Um... Uh, there is a really funny, just, like, to be, there's, like, that whole movie is, like, very serious and ominous and whatever. There's a very, like, funny scene in it, just totally random, where they, like, because they have to, like, mate. They have to, ma- you know, they have to, like, breed the whale or whatever. So, okay. they, you would think that, like, yeah, so, like, the scientists have to, like, jerk the whale off, basically. And you would think it would be, like, you know, like, three men with like gloves just like but it's like one scientist and they're literally just like tickle it like they're just like one finger they're just like and the whale is like (laughs) it's really funny you can look it up not to like wait the whales won't have sex on their own because no because they're like so depressed and and like yeah but and it's like bad captivity like they they don't give them enough space and also this whale was um like you said, they they have like the females are very clicky and the males they sometimes have like one bro that they hang out with, but he didn't he was with all females and they would rake him so they would swim past him and like drag their teeth across him. Ooh. And so he had scars and then if other whales see that you have scars, they're like, Oh, you must be like a, a fuck boy. So they like Ignore they're they really? like ignore it's you. Like Yakuza tattoos. Yeah, they like scar they're, shame you. Wow. So he well, was like really given depressed. Him, like some you know some cover up or whatever, a little makeup, like some a little concealer. water concealer. Yeah. His and his like fin was all bent. Also, oh, poor poor guy. Mm. Yeah, but they did they jerked him off by like just like. <laughs> it's really funny and he's you could look it up it's like the it's, like it's the one, one funny very, part of that whole movie very sensitive part yeah so. <laughs> yeah um they should have just done that for him just to like to make his life better I guess 
Oh yeah, he probably wouldn't have eaten his trainer if they'd yeah. jerked him off that day. <laughs> um, so do you want to have the weirdest fish and then the ocean conservation? Yeah, I've covered my factoids. Okay. <laughs> so not the weird. So, Here's the weirdest fish. The weirdest. So you can like describe the there's, there's the jawfish. By the way, yeah. I want to make a point. Whenever you see these weirdest fish, oh, they look weird because they're not under pressure. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, when they're like three miles deep or whatever, it's like a normal sized fish. And you bring it out of the water, and it's like, like some insane thing. And you're like, well, that's disgusting. And it's oh, like, God. what would you look like if we like put you in space and you like. Like expand. Oh yeah, water, right. But Not if we fair. put you like in the water, you look snatched. At, you'd be like facelift. <laughs> oh, it yeah. is true. Yeah, because I think they they studied like people in a submarine, and they were like their hair like grew slower, but they like like something grew faster, but something grew slower. I forget in what space it was. Or under no, the under sea. the sea in like a submarine. They were like, oh, they look really like hot, but they their hair is not that long. Oh, I was gonna one one more fact about the whales is that they're. They do have like their bones are composite in such a way that their their ribs and spine can like compress and flex a lot, so that when they dive down to like four or six miles deep or whatever, like insane depths that they the right whale can go to, uh, and other whales they like they they do they slim down. They're like their ribs compress and they become like so you can imagine they course that. Like, yeah, if they're like four miles deep, a whale is like a snake. It's just like. Whoop. Oh yeah, and then, it, <laughs> and then it comes back to the It's crazy they get that big by eating just like plankton. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's plankton. So much plankton. So much plankton. And just having baleen teeth. Oh yeah, because the plankton just like go through their mouth at all times. They're just like always yeah, eating. They just got a big sieve and they're just like cruising through the plankton yeah. zones. <laughs> and then uh Oh we we can talk about the ambergris, which is well puke. Ew oh no. Not as oh, not that's as, the cool thing about sharks. They don't throw up. They just wash their stomach out. A lot of animals can't throw up. It's kind of unique to mammals, actually. But whales, they like they can turn their they flip their stomach inside out and they wash it. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's that was I was like, oh just yeah, like pop it out of their mouth. They just they just in. wash it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whales, um, they like I guess as part of like the plankton, like the some of the crap that gets in there that they can't digest it like collects oh, that's what cows do. effectively as as rocks or whatever and they like puke it up at some point and so it is uh i think it used to be used in all sorts of stuff but now it's used primarily in perfume uh ambergris oh and so no. ambergris apparently has a very disgusting <laughs> it's like a sea like fecal odor and but uh, it's it's super valuable, and so it's used. Oh, as it's a, like musk, right? It's used as a fixative in perfume, so it makes your when you spray on cologne or perfume to keep it from evaporating right away to keep the oils like and oh. equalize the vapor pressure of it. Ambergris apparently is very good at that. So don't get perfumes with that. But well, I think even that now there's like a synthetic version. They don't need the whale version as much. Yeah. But ambergris is still <laughs> like. Apparently dogs are really good at smelling it. So there will be ambergris hunters, sort of like truffle hunters, who are out on the beach with dogs who are like hunting down the ambergris. Oh, wow. Uh, used to be very val valuable also. Around the time in the 1800s, they were like, the only perfume we can have is also from whales. 
As is our candlelight. They're like, we use the whole animal, not As really. As is my wife's corset. We use the whole animal, except, you know, except all most of its of muscles it. and flesh. Yeah. Which we just throw into the ocean. Uh, oh, yeah. Chef Chef Maki says, I, I had a few nights where I wish I could have done that. Yeah, wash, wash out, out your, your stomach. stomach. Can you imagine you, like, could just come home, like, take it out, wash it in the sink, hang it up? Yeah. Just be like, we're done. Yeah, if we're done. We're done with this. Yeah, uh, so the jawfish, it hatches its eggs inside its mouth to protect to protect its newborns from predators. The fish just looks like a giant jaw? Okay. Yeah. It kind of looks like an alien, too. It has, like, four rows of teeth, too. <laughs> the wolf fish. Um, the wolf fish looks like... I just feel like he's, like, an old guy at a tavern. He's, like... Yeah. He's like, come here often. He yeah. grows six feet long. He looks gross. Ooh, the coffin fish. Okay. Coffin fish uh, is found in Australia. Most, He's dude, called a sea toad. Look, you just don't show me like three losers on this fish list. I want to see a cool looking fish. The parrot fish. fish. Oh, okay. So, okay. The parrot fish is actually really, ooh, it's really uh, cool because it is responsible for all of our sand because oh yeah yeah cool factoid about yeah beaches. parrotfish they they eat like things and then they can digest it and they poop out sand so they like eat pebbles basically and break it down into sand yeah and they poop it out and so if you sometimes you can see a parrotfish and it's just like a, a stream of like sand is just like coming out of it and that's like why beaches have sand like legit and like that's why they have sand, especially in, like, Hawaii and stuff like that. Like, some, like, rockier beaches, I think it's just, like, the ocean grinds up the rocks. But, like, tropical beaches, it's, like, parrotfish poop. Yeah. Every nice beach you've been to in, yeah. like... Although, that can't be totally true, right? Because there's no parrotfish off the coast of Coney Island or something. No. I mean... Where's that sand coming from? Um, the na- the acrylic nails of all the the, <laughs> the women who go it's swimming in the bridge in it. and tunnel crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, no, it must come from erosion. Now that I think about it, the Coney Island, the the original cyclone just breaking down. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, par- and they surround right, themselves. Do create sand? And I've heard sur- that they surround themselves in um, a mucus to pr- to hide their smell when they sleep. Because they, they smell like fish. Yeah. What she order? Fish fillet? Uh, the stonefish is one of the most venomous fish in the world. Yeah, and if so, if you step on a stonefish, uh, and they kind of look like rocks, their venom can be fatal to humans. Oh, 80% of the sand around tropical coral reefs is parrotfish poop. That's a lot of sand. That's a lot of sand. But yeah, other sand like like you see on any other beach that's not tropical because there's no parrotfish around is is just from weathering and erosion. But it takes a lot longer. Oh, yes. There's the anglerfish. Anglerfish is the one with the little light over its head, right? Yeah. It's like, it, it's, like <laughs> boop. it's like boop. And other fish are like, mm, what's going on over there? Is this club still open? Yeah. And it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it last call? Can I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just strobes. It's like, <laughs> it's welcome to it's, my nightclub. Yeah. Ball. It opens its mouth and it's like. 
Yeah, he just like eats them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the angle, yeah, the blobfish. It was, it was a. Uh, oh yeah, that dude. He. He also was, like, an unfortunate one who, like, I think he looks hotter. Yeah, I think a blobfish is that, like, at, at depth, it's like... He was once a beautiful like, I'm man. Not, I'm not a blob. I'm known as, like, the handsome fish. And then, yeah. like, they brought it to the surface, and he's like, well, I exploded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so... Yeah, he just looks like a little blob with a frown. Uh, uh parrotfish poop. <laughs> parrotfish poop, yeah. Um, so... Let's talk about, okay, so some, like, conservation effects or whatever. So, like, yes, there are the trash, like, um... Folks, the ocean is dying. <laughs> the main reason that it's dying is because of if we if we really um, do, like, some climate control, like, situations, then it will feel a lot better. But it's, like, the reason why you should care is because... The ocean will survive. It's been surviving, but like we'll die. Like the like the ocean will eventually be fine, but like we will die without it. So like if that's why you should care, if anything, and like all the cute creatures will live in. But um, yeah, the main thing is because like the the temperature is changing, and a lot of the animals are like, let's move somewhere else, and then it's like messing up the ecosystem. So like that's and also the there's like a lot more carbon dioxide in it. Uh, than than there used to be, and that makes a lot of the fish like kind of confused and high. So yes, the the parts per million in our atmosphere of carbon dioxide has definitely increased as a result of just like the industrial era. Well, the actually the last couple hundred years. This is interesting. Like the ozone layer situation isn't really an issue as it was because we banned like CO two things. It's it's the chemicals that are like in the water that are causing this. No, there's still a lot of like methane production, which is messing up. It's coming from cows. But but it's not like it was though. It's actually like that has actually improved a bit. It's it's showing improvement. It wasn't all CFCs is like kind of a nice story, but like there's like any fracking releases like huge amounts of methane into the atmosphere. It's still pretty fucked. But I'm saying in the water, it's because of, like, the particles. Well, the problem you have is as the CO2 level in the atmosphere increases, the ocean is the biggest, like, sink for carbon dioxide from the air. It gets absorbed into the ocean, um, but that raises the acidity of the ocean. And so this is really bad because, like, there is a, a whole food chain in the ocean. So when you think about sharks or the fish that we catch or your tuna or whatever, they're eating smaller fish, which are eating, like, plankton and algae which are eating like, you know, like tiny bacteria or whatever, which are actually very sensitive to ocean acidity levels, which yeah. is the water acidity. So like when you fuck up the lowest levels of the food chain, everything else above that dies. This is yes. a real problem that's happening right now. Insects are dying off in massive levels on land because of pesticides and like human encroachment, which kills all the birds, for yeah. example. So like there's way less birds than there used to be because there's way less insects. So... What can you do as a an individual consumer? So the main thing is like vote and like learn about policy and stuff like that. That is like number one and like get I don't know like get because because the biggest thing is like to get companies That's to a, yeah. yeah secret law will always say this it's a collective action problem which is what governments are for and you need to elect representatives who will fix this shit. 
because it's yeah. not your fucking problem. You shouldn't have to buy special stuff or spend special money. Like, you shouldn't have to, like, carry around a thermos all the time. It should just all be mandated and part of life so that it's easy to do without you having to think about it. Yeah. And that means you need a good government. Yes. And, like, a lot of, like, Costa Rica has banned, they've, like, banned, um, and a lot of parts of Africa have, like, banned plastic. Um, Costa Rica's economy primarily based around ecotourism in their yeah. own forest. So, yes. So. But, yeah, very common sense thing to do because we all, like, really, really need, like, yeah, you know, a nice ocean and skies and land just to eat, if anything, you know, yeah. to have food, to, like, grow crops. Um, oh, and here's, here's, like, an interesting thing. But anyway, don't use plastic straws. Don't use plastic straws. I have... Paper straws a, are corn-based. Oh, so I have a silicone. So silicone, because it's made of silica, which is like sand, it's good. So I have a silicone straw, right? And it's like, I just carry it around everywhere with me. Uh, there's also metal straws. That we have corn-based. Reusable metal straws, great. It's yep. super often we use corn-based corn straws, which straws. at least are compostable. Yeah. Um... So you can... Yeah. And those don't melt. I know people have complaints about the paper straws falling apart on them. Yeah, they don't like, melt. You, If you want a hot straw, like, for your venue <laughs> or whatever, they make these straws out of hay. And okay. the, they don't melt. And I've seen the bamboo straws. The bamboo ones. Those are a little more expensive, though. Those are kind of, like, for your restaurant, not as much for your, like, to-go drinks. Um also, yeah, Star if you're going to go to Starbucks because they have like they made a sippy cup, which doesn't need a straw. But the thing is that top of the sippy cup is like more plastic. So if you're <laughs> going to get iced coffee, get it in a paper cup and say no lid. That's like the best thing you could do there. Um, also, if you have there's certain plastic, uh, there's certain plastics that like most plastics you can't actually recycle and you actually shouldn't throw them in the recycling because they'll, like, stop up the machines at, like, the sorting plant. Oh. See, there's certain there's certain plastics that, like, you just shouldn't. This stuff is all maddening for me yeah. because it's, like, then just don't it's sell me that jobs. fucking plastic. It shouldn't be my job yeah, to, like, exactly. be, like, why well, do I have to research You want to know what happened? Yeah. Like, the pl- like, the plastic, like, company, they lobbied... Like this should be a consumer choice issue. It's they like, no, lobbied, so yeah. Stuff going they on. They lobbied. Just make it illegal. They lobbied Ban for it, that yeah. recycling thing to be on all plastics, and yeah. they, they, the like plastic dude. I forget who he is, but he he was like, he was like, yes, yeah, single use plat like that. He's like, let's let's bring it back to trash. Like we need to create more stuff to like recycle. Like it's great, and plastic is one of those things, and like they built it into our like. So everybody feels good throwing their, like, single-use plastic into the recycling bin. But, like, the clamshell packaging on, like, your charger you got at Best Buy or whatever yeah. is, like, not going to uh, be yeah, recycled. Like yeah. It's going into a landfill in Indonesia or into the ocean. Well, it's it's <laughs> going to try to be recycled. Like, the recycling plant, they're going to, like, put all the recycling in the thing. And they're going to have to stop the machine and take out your clamshell. 
So you're basically raising the tax on like recycling workers. Like you're making it cost more money for the, to like hire them. Yeah, they should just ban that packaging. What? Yeah, I didn't even ask for clamshell packaging in the first. I know. Place. I don't want it's it. Gonna... It's hard to open. I would buy this charger in a paper bag. Like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need or nothing. Just stuff. go in my. Or hand. nothing. Yeah. It could be in a bin of chargers, and I would just be like, yeah, here we go. We're gonna packaging free electronics store. Yeah. So like. Lobby, like find out the who's on like the bill, what things are like up for discussion um, mm-hmm. and just like vote for those things and vote for people who like find out what they how they feel about plastic. <laughs> how do you feel about plastic? How do you feel about plastic? <laughs> well, yeah. we keep pumping this oil. We got to make something out of it. Yeah. 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 Plastic bad on both sides because it comes from oil. Yeah. You know what's great, though? Uh, Cans. Amazing. Oh, recycling cans. It is actually more expensive. Like, making a new can out of a can is, like, way cheaper (laughs) and easier than to make more aluminum. Yes. Like, making aluminum is, like, really fucking hard. But if you already have, like, a can. You gotta mine it. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. But if you have a can, you just easily make another can. There's no, you don't have to, like add or subtract anything you just like make another can so aluminum is like awesome yeah you remove the label and then you melt it's it so down metal. and you punch out a new can yeah it's great all right that's been your ecological message about yeah. how to save the oceans which really is that it shouldn't be your fucking job you should just yeah. be able to vote for people who will think about this for you yeah, so vote um, and and so learn. Vote and vote, learn. <laughs> vote and vote and really just yeah, spend a day or two to learn about your representative. Oh so yeah, that's all that should be required. One one more thing: the clean people are like, I want to do a clean, like a cleanup, like help with the ocean cleanup. The shoreline and like coastline cleanups are like probably way more effective than like the deep sea cleans, like the far out sea cleans, because then you're like, it's the same thing as like the dolphin safe tuna. Like you're then like scooping up creatures so like oh what was the name of the, the tra- oh mr trash mobile yeah mr trash wheel there's mr trash wheel and like professor trash wheel and there are these these sort of like filtering recycling like they're like are they like ngo or university sponsored or like who's who's like yeah, they have Instagram accounts, and Professor Trash Wheels is a. I woman. think the bo- the boats are like solar powered. They're tra- they're like carbon neutral trash cleanup boats. Yeah. And they just have like a big paddle wheel, and they're scooping up plastic out in the. Out they the also ocean. yeah, Mr. Trash Wheel. Mr. Trash Wheel. And Professor, I like Professor Professor Trash Wheel is a lady. Oh, I just looked at Mr. Mr. Trash Wheel. What is Mr. Trash Wheel? Okay, so yeah. it's a motion vessel. It's huge, though. Look how big it is. It looks like a, a covered wa- wagon. Oh no, it just lives in Baltimore. Oh, this is an out. This is in deep ocean. I th- I've seen it. It lives in like a canal in Baltimore. Yeah, but he like it's like the start of it. Oh, okay. It's like the start. He's like. Yeah, you thought New York City street trash was bad. Imagine if we had a canal. <laughs> He's get collected into. approximately 1,233 tons of trash. Um, yeah, I mean, that just tells you a keg, a living ball python, a guitar. Yeah, that tells you more about the people of Baltimore than it does about Mr. Trashville, I think. Well, <laughs> so we threw yeah. a guitar into the canal in Baltimore. Nice. 
Yeah. All right. Um, what? Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Cigarette butts are, like, apparently the main thing. Like, when people do, like, beach cleanups, cigarette butts are, like, the main thing. They oh. said that they are now, like, out doing, like, straws. I guess you don't want, you know, birds or animals to eat them. but They have, like, the chemicals in them. Like, that is going to, like, get everywhere. I figured those will biodegrade. Like, you don't want nicotine in your sand. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. It's derived from, like, a tobacco plant. You want your seagull know. eating nicotine? Yeah, it's true. I don't want birds and fish eating that. So, if you... The yeah. seagulls that I hunt, I don't want them. <laughs> I don't want them yeah. cigarette butts. So, if you have a cigarette on the beach, throw it in the garbage. Don't throw it in the sand. Yeah. What are you, an animal? Come on. <laughs> what are you? What are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what do we have coming up? Oh, yeah. Let's do our, let's do our plugs. We'll talk about Secret Loft. So, this Friday, there's it's not even ocean-themed, but there's just two comedy shows at Secret Loft. So, that's Friday night. Um, this Saturday. Oh, but we will be using recyclable uh, straws. We'll be using our recyclable straws to benefit the oceans. This Saturday we're off so that we can prepare for next weekend when there's another comedy show and two parties on Friday and Saturday night. Bah, bah, bah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Friday night's going to be kind of more Brooklyn-style tech house uh, dance music. The Saturday is the disco ball, also my birthday party. Um, and it's going to be not just classic disco, but a lot of updated, like, kind of oh. disco funk-infused modern house music. So just super dancey, upbeat, catchy stuff. And you can wear your finest. Studio 54 style. Studio 54. It's sort of like your mermaid-inspired look. This would fit. Uh, this would fit. You can also be sea captains, very 70s. Mm. So, uh, yeah. we hope to see you there. Yeah, and we'll be That's doing... Next Saturday. A yeah. special episode on the history of disco next week. We actually know what we're doing next week. Oh, yeah. So you didn't know what we were doing. No, I forgot. Yeah, we'll do a, it's a real microscope. This this show, we covered about four and a half billion years of Earth history and water and yeah. the oceans. But, uh, yeah, next episode is just going to be covering about an eight-year period from, like, 72 to 80. Yeah. We're going to get groovy. Well, we can just we can discuss like the the predi- the ancient history of disco. The ancient history, the Gre- you know, the first the Egyptians that were in, going in ancient Greece. There were some of them that were doing like the regular Egyptian thing, and then there was one that was like John Travolting. I mean, dance has been around since, as long as humans have since been around, sharks, really. since that whale, since the whales were giving us music. Yeah. Yeah. This oh yeah. Your yeah. whales. So give us um, a five-star review and we'll read it. (laughs) Maybe. We'll read it. We'll read it if it's like really funny. Um, 